1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your co-host, Daryl, Amy, here with the one, the only Larry Levine. How's it going today, Larry? Up since 5 a.m. training salespeople. Well, actually,
0: it started at 5 o'clock this morning, but I got up at my usual 3.30 in the morning, drank a cup of coffee, because obviously, you know, we have time zone differences, and I'm coaching a sales team at 5 a.m., which was 8 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) time. And you, and you know, it was, and you know, it was, and this is, uh, I, I'm not to go on a rant, but I will, I had more energy at five o'clock in the morning than the sales team had, I think at eight o'clock in the morning,
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I you know, because the sales team, you're five o'clock in the morning is everyone else's eight o'clock in the morning. I don't know yeah. how you do it, man. Do you ever, you're like a machine, uh, you know,
0: it. It's starting to catch up to me, but uh, you know, everyone always asks me, "Hey, what time do you go to bed?" And I'll be the first one to admit, you know, yeah, I'm getting old, but I'm not as I'm not as old as dirt. But <laughs> once eight thirty, quarter to nine rolls around, my eyes start becoming lead weight balls, right? Yes. And then by two o'clock in the morning, the magical clock in my head starts ticking, and then I just finally cave in at three thirty in the morning, and then it's full on. Self-awareness, self, you know, <laughs> self-reflection mode. I go to the gym and then it's time to go to work.
1: Well, there it is. Five in the morning training salespeople. That's, that's pretty admirable. I don't know if I've done that, but that's the price of living on the West Coast. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. We're glad you're here. You have joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine being honest, doing the hard work, being leaders, and we call it Selling from the Heart. We had a fantastic episode last week with Deb Calvert, um, author of the new book, Stop Selling, Start Leading. I've been diving into that book. It's fantastic. I can't wait to talk more about it in the episodes to come. Today, we've got a, a really good topic. Before we set up the topic today, I also have to just throw a shout out there of congratulations, Larry, I've seen the uh, mock-up of the cover of your new oh. book floating around on LinkedIn. Holy smoke, congratulations. That is so exciting. You know, it, it, it's, finally, it's finally sinking
0: in, Daryl, um, and kudos to you. So for those of the listeners out there, I, last summer, I spent two full days in a car driving across the Midwest <laughs> with my very good buddy, Daryl Amy, who kind of, I think he had an ulterior mode of... And he just he kind of roped me into a long car ride and says it's about damn time that you take whatever's in your head and write a book. So now I'm starting to see why uh, I'm loving every minute of it because it's me so to a good. T. It's going to be a heartfelt, gut-pant, gut-wrenching uh, book, just packed full of a
1: lot of uh, Larryisms. Well, it's good, and and uh, I gotta say, the uh, title, the originality of the title is just phenomenal, Larry. Where did you get the idea for the title of your book? <laughs> well, yeah, I wonder, I wonder where it came from, Daryl. But
0: well, it was, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it stemmed from this podcast, but it, but it, it stemmed from who I am to a core. It's absolutely from the heart, truly meaning it. It's selling from the heart. How your authentic self sells you. And um, I can't wait for it to come out and, and people to pick it up because uh, and Deb Calvert, you know, you and I and Deb talked about it last week is my goal and commitment is to bring a human element back to sales that I think has been lost for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I think people are really gonna start latching on to just just be a human, just be a normal human being, you're dealing with another human being. Why do we have to you know strategize about well I mean, we've got to strategize about it but why do we have to like put all this theory behind it just treat them as if you'd wish to be treated and watch what happens and i'm excited because the book's unfolding just as i imagine it would it, it's power packed full of just heartfelt just pour yourself out
1: there and people will follow and people will listen yeah i'm looking forward to it i've had uh, the opportunity to preview some of it and it's going to be fantastic by the way in the show notes if you're interested in that book we'll uh, we'll put a link to uh, just sign up for notifications and all the special bonuses that come as being uh, one of the uh, fan club of Larry Levine, so uh, that's good. Hey, we've got a great topic today, you know, as I talk to teams of salespeople, I've been doing a lot of sales training as of late, and and I asked salespeople at the beginning of the sales training, what are you know what are the biggest challenges that you see as you look forward into this year as, as a sales rep. And one of the topics that is always in the top five, usually in the top two or three is I really struggle with differentiating myself, uh, differentiating my offering from other people out there, you know, and whatever industry that you're in, whatever you're selling, I think we can all agree that, that one of the biggest challenges out there is, is differentiation. And I know Larry, that uh, some of the conversations you've had recently kind of brought this to the surface. Yeah. And it's,
0: It's a a critical piece to this because as I start working with sales teams, and I'll even ask sales reps individually, VP of sales, even even owners of organizations, how many people, and I'll set it up this way, Daryl, and and we really want to peel this one back. Mm -hmm. I always ask this question is how many people in your marketplace or how many people in your space do the same thing you do? What? It, always it's going to be
1: a bunch of
0: people. It's, it's going to be a bunch, you know, we'll, we'll put a general number to it, right? Whatever it is, five, 10, 15, whatever it is, right? Sales in general, we, we operate in a competitive landscape. So the question that I always throw back is if you already know that there's a certain number of people, your competitors who do the same thing. What makes you any different than any other person who's selling the same type of service or the same type of product or the same type of offering. Mm -hmm. And, and, and and nine times out of 10, Daryl, what do you think is the standard answer that comes back straight across the board? I don't care if it's a young rep, uh, a tenured rep, someone who's been in the business a few years. What do you think the number one thing that always is mentioned first?
1: I know exactly what it is. It's well, my company, that's what sets us apart.
0: Right, It's my, it company. my company. It's right. what we do. It's, right. it's our you know, unique differentiation. I go, time out. Stop it, guys. I know you all work. You all work for great companies.
1: Yes. Or you wouldn't be there, and right. they wouldn't be as successful as they are. And most of your competitors have great companies. Not all of them, but let's just be honest. Not all of the competitors that, that you compete with are dirt bags. No. Some but, of them are, but most of them aren't. Well, no, I, uh, and I would agree to that.
0: But I, I think this is, this is a single, well, there's a lot of reasons that sales reps are struggling and some of it just has to boil down to just lack of practice and commitment and discipline mm-hmm. and determination. And we can, we can throw the words out there all day long. But if they can take a step back and truly understand the value they bring mm-hmm. to the people that they would want to do business with and furthermore, the people that they are doing business with. This can help them set themselves apart, but they, they, I don't think they've been taught this. I don't think they've been coached this. I don't think it's been nurtured inside organizations because quite frankly, and this is just my take is I think people think it's too touchy feely. It's, it's too emo. It's too emotional. You know, you're bringing a different element into this because forever and a day it's been, Hey, this is how company, this is how great you are. This is what we can do for you. And quite frankly,
1: you know, they've turned the radio dial a time or two on you and they've just tuned it out. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's interesting when I have my marketing hat on. Same type of thing. You know, you, what makes your company special? Who are your biggest competitors? What makes you stand out? And and the answer, 9.9 times out of 10, is, well, we provide great service. You know, it's our company. We provide a great, great service. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that uh, you probably do provide great service. And But let me ask you this what, which of your competitors, no matter what industry you're in, which of your competitors is going to go around and say, we've got amazing products. Our service is kind of mediocre, <laughs> but <we've>, everybody <laughs> says they have great service. So we go out, we, we see, you know, they, they don't, the client doesn't see differentiation in the, the offering. They don't see a lot of differentiation in the service. And so then we get in the boxed into the whole commoditization thing. And obviously then it becomes a dog dog fight on price. And, and there's, you know, it's, it's hard to win in an environment like that. And so the question we have today um, to discuss is what can we do as sales professionals to create differentiation from our, um, our competitors? And I've got a number of ideas, but I know you're like bursting at the seams. So what, what are some of your thoughts in terms of what we can do to differentiate ourselves from, well, I think from everyone else? Only because
0: I'm staring at this book right now. Uh-huh. But a book by Mike Schultz and John Doerr. It's insight selling. I know you're a big fan of it. Yeah, I'm
1: actually reviewing that one right now too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm staring
0: at it. I'm literally staring at it right now. And that's what came into my head is I think, I think the first thing is, is us as sales professionals are going to bring insight. We're going to educate Okay. That's good. We're, we're, we're going to bring in maybe industry trends or what other similar companies are doing, what are some of our clients in similar roles are doing. And we're going to bring in some of this insight into their organization that says, Hey, let me share with you some ideas that I think can help you
1: in your position or you and your organization do better business. I think that's extremely powerful and, and I've really, uh, really enjoyed reviewing insight selling. I'm about a quarter of the way through it, uh, this time. And I'm finding myself wearing my highlighter, my virtual highlighter out, um, since I read on Kindle. Um, but, but you're absolutely right is if we're going to differentiate, um, yes, you have a good product. Yes. You have great service. Yes. You work for a great company. Um, you know, let's, let's just assume that, and let's assume that most of your competitors have that as well. What can you do to differentiate? One of the best things you can do is bring insight to a client and, and truly become, you know, we talk a lot about consultative selling. Well, what does that mean? We talk a lot about value add. What does that mean? Well, we've got to bring value. So how can we set ourselves up to, to, um, bring insight and i think i think insight is going to require a couple things first of all it's going to require that we understand our business so we need to, you need to you know understand your business your products your um offering is, and then you also need to understand your client's business your prospects business and and be that person that can bridge the two in terms of Understanding their aspirations, their strategic priorities, their goals, and understanding how you can help them achieve those goals so insight is valuable, and you know as a salesperson, Larry, what are some of the where are some of the what are some of the ways that that sales reps can um, bring more insight or get more insight <laughs> Uh, well, a
0: couple ways, and, and you know, just thinking it off the top of my head because I'm, I'm going to peel back what you even said even farther. But I think not only do they have to learn their industry's content, right? They got to become content connoisseurs, which mm-hmm. means they got to continually be educating themselves. Yeah. But they also need to understand the industries that they're marketing into. They got to read those journals. They got to understand those industries, how they're doing better business, and peeling it back even more is they under they have to understand that four or five or six people that are involved in that buying process they have to understand their roles what their yeah. issues are so I, I mean i think sales is gotten tougher but you know the tough rise to the top and they're going to accept the challenge
1: mm-hmm. and, and i
0: think the days are gone where you can baffle them with bs yeah and and, and you know kind of strategically fake your way through it if that's even possible anymore.
1: Yeah. But I think, yeah. you
0: know, one way that's really going to stand out is you got to immerse yourself in your industry. You got to immerse yourself in continually learning. You got to immerse yourself in knowing the products and the solutions and the and the services that you provide better than the buyer. And quite frankly, I think one of the reasons amongst many that the buyers don't want to talk to salespeople. Right is most buyers have medicated themselves online because they don't want to talk to incompetent salespeople.
1: That may be the, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, if I'm buying something, I'm going to go online. I'm going to learn as much as I can as quickly as I can. But you know, there's, there's a difference between um, knowledge and insight. There's a difference between information and insight, right? So as a salesperson, uh, well, as, 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 uh, a consumer, I can go to the internet and I can get information. Sure. Right. And and it used to be that as sales reps back in the day when, you know, you and I started in sales and dinosaurs roamed the earth and we carried uh, briefcases around with brochures in them. If you wanted information back then, you had to talk to a sales rep. Um, and And so we were brokers of information. Well, now, obviously, if you want information, you go to the... The, you know, uh, grandfather Google, and get uh, get what you need. Um, what we're what we need to be bringing to the table now is insight. So, how do we apply that information to make the business better? So, you've got your buyer has information, you have information. As salespeople, we need to be good at at applying um, if it's technology or whatever it is that you sell to actually make the client's business better. And I think that's, you know, the insight that we need to be able to, to bring to somebody. They're going to be able to get information online. If you're, all you're doing is delivering information, you're useless. But if you can bring insight, so where do you get insight? Well, I think you, you definitely have to self-educate. You know, another area that we discount a lot um, is, I think we have more insight than we understand, if you think about it, whether you've been in in sales in your industry for 20 years, 2 years, 2 weeks, you've made some sales calls, you've worked with current clients, you've, you've experienced a lot and you've seen a lot. Now, maybe we're not paying attention in the way we need to be, but really as salespeople, if you've been in your industry for any period of time, you've got some insight into not just what your product or service or solution does, but you've got some insight into how businesses benefit. Now, (laughs) granted, I got to add to this though. I think most salespeople, we're kind of blinded to the insight uh, or we're blinded to the benefits that, that our, our clients are really getting from things. And I've mentioned this before, but I have the opportunity from time to time to do case study interviews um, for some of our clients. I like it because I don't get to be out in the field as much as I want. But when I interview a buyer I'll always ask the buyer, well, before I interview the buyer, I ask the sales rep, what's the backstory? Why did they buy? <laughs> 9 times out of 10, Larry, the, I, they bought because we saved them money, right? And we, our yeah. price was lower and or we have an amazing company. When I ask the when I interview the actual client and they tell me, you know, I ask them what their challenge was, ask them to describe how the problem was solved and ask to get the benefits it's usually nothing like what the sales rep said. And so I'll call the sales rep back and go, Hey, do you want to know why, what your customer told me about why they actually bought? And that's when the light bulbs start going on. So I think we can get insight, not just by being content connoisseurs and educating ourselves. I think we can get insight by actually going and talking to our customers. Okay. Now, say, okay. Why did you buy this? What benefit are you getting from it? And I think a lot of lights are going to come on when you do that. And that's, you know, that's where you get the insights that can differentiate you. Well, it's, it's not in, in, wow. And it's so true.
0: And even take it a step farther is they should go back afterwards. And when I say afterwards, you know, give it a period of time. That's just, you know, depending on what it is that, that you all sell mm-hmm. is maybe go in on that first quarterly review or after the implementation's done or 60 days later or 45 days later, and just ask them, you know, the outcomes that, right. What we gotcha. delivered, the outcome of this ha- describe in a few words what it's allowed you to do and share that with me and if they did that with every single one of their clients, now they're building up a bank of outcomes and then in turn they can go back to their prospects, people that are in you know the buying process now, yes, and say, hey, here's the outcomes that the last three of my clients have
1: achieved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and there by talking to those current clients, you get the insights that you can then bring forward to future clients in terms of really resonating with them in terms of how you can benefit, uh, benefit their business. I think that is, that's so strong. You know, another way for differentiation, I, I think insight is one. The other is, is really close, closely related, um, is understanding. And that's that's truly understanding your clients. Understanding um, if you're in B two B, their business. Uh, if you're in you know selling to individuals, then understanding um, most importantly what their aspirations are. Which and, no, and
0: you're honest because where you're going with this and, 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 and is they re, it, we talked about it. And I think we talked about it on a prior podcast with Jeb Blunt, where we're talking about too, right. and, and just mm-hmm. having curious intent, they yes. really, truly got to mean it. Right. They can't just Lottie dodge, just ask the questions because it's part of the process. And then they fluff it off. They truly got to roll it up. Yes. And be genuine with the ask and why they want to know and be curious about it and, and say, Hey, you, you see where I'm going with this?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, we, we're taught as salespeople to ask, um, the zinger questions, right? We're taught, taught how to ask questions that just really, really focus in on, they're almost like they're, they're, they're not almost most of them are manipulative type questions. right? Well, you know all
0: we got to pe- right? continue to peel it back. It's not right. just ask one or two questions and move on.
1: It's ask that question and then just keep peeling it back and peeling it back. And. But I think we need to be able, we need to start at, at somewhere in this um, interaction with our prospects, we need to be asking not just questions about our, our little niche of what we do, but we need to really be understanding their business um, and their goals inside the business. And, you know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, if you're B2B, once again, small business owner, um, what's your vision for the business? Why did you start it? Well, you know, what it, all of that, if you're in the enterprise, you're talking about strategic priorities and, you know, different things like that, but, but understanding the bigger picture, because until we understand the bigger picture, we don't know um, how you know how to how to to add value in that context. And I think so many times as salespeople, we rush into our little narrow focus of the the product or service that we're selling. We never really take the time to understand the bigger picture. But if we understood the bigger picture, then um, then then we could we could bring the type of insight. We could bring the type of ideas to the table that that would really be valuable to that person. So insight, and and this is maybe the 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 where this is going on this, and you know we we work stuff out while we're talking sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you can have all kinds of insight, but you've got to be able to bring the right insight, and that's where understanding the client's aspirations, goals, strategic priorities, that's where that comes in. And so you know one of the best things we can do as salespeople to differentiate. Has absolutely nothing to do with our company and our product. It has to do with understanding the client, the prospects, company. Well, goals. yeah, so people don't take the time to go there. And because of that, I think that's going to that's gonna weed out 80% of the competition, maybe more, when well, you start going there. And it's going to build major credibility and trust. Right. Sometimes I think our podcast
0: for you and I is a Dr. Phil moment. So (laughs) (laughs) it's very therapeutic. I feel so much better, Larry. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to get back into the industry I came out of. This is like making me feel really warm and fuzzy. um, <laughs> you just need to leave and go make some cold calls in downtown. LA. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go to downtown L.A. and get this not thrown. Yeah, I'm going to get thrown out of buildings and the not kicked out of me right now. But you know what? But I think what I really want to urge listeners on, on a serious note is is we got to stop treating these as transactions, and we got to stop treating as as you know 30 day sales cycles, and we truly with intent have to treat them as this is a future client of mine, right? This is a future partner of mine because we say all these words, but then we, we ask the questions we treat as a transaction and we move on. And it just, you know, it just exudes from us, right? We always talk about lead with the heart and not with the wallet, right? You know, they can smell commission breath. They're going to smell insincerity and canned crap coming out of your mouth in two
1: seconds, but if we have the understanding and take the time to do that, we're gonna stand apart. And I think you're absolutely right. We're running up against our time block here. But you know, I, I just I was just thinking yesterday, I'm in the in the market for a vehicle right now. And and um, you know, I was just thinking last night about the the sales person that that I'm working with is, you know, they're, they're probably looking, I don't know how much commission you make on a car, probably not very much by the time I'm done with you. But, uh, you know, the reality is, as a consumer, or there's two vehicles in my household. I've got a 14-year-old now, so I'm about to have a three-vehicle household. Chances are, on average, I'm going to be buying a vehicle every 12 to 18 months from now until the the near future, right? I mean, that that's just the reality of life. Those things wear out and, and all of that. So, When that sales rep is working with me, they can have the perspective of I want to close the deal today for one vehicle. Or I can have the perspective of I'm gonna develop Daryl into a client that it looks to me as a trusted advisor when when he needs, you know, the next over the next 20 years could be, you know, 15, 10, 15 vehicles, right? And um, you know, so that that just really really settled in on me last night. Well this is this is uh this is a great conversation. We're gonna have to continue this one um, but the real I'm gonna challenge- lay on a couch,
0: I'm gonna lay on a couch next time. I'm gonna do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna grab a blanket. I'm gonna grab a blanket and a bottle of water and lay on the couch. <laughs>
1: That's gonna be we're gonna have the uh, sales therapy episode. <laughs> we should we should hire a professional counselor to come in and go, Larry, Tell me about a time when you felt very anxious and stressed out. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about a time when you felt rejection. How did that make you feel? <laughs> oh, geez, Louis. All right. Well, uh, for those of you, uh, once again, uh, thank you so much for, for listening in and not just listening in, but chiming in. Uh, definitely follow the, uh, selling from the heart podcast on LinkedIn at sell from heart, uh, on Twitter, and you can connect to Larry and I from the show notes, uh, as always, we want to challenge you with, with, uh, action at the end of this pot, uh, at the end of every podcast this week, we want to challenge you with, uh, just that, that question of where, how can I differentiate myself by providing insight? Where can I get insight? Um, what content sources can I go to, to get insight and maybe what are five clients that I could talk to who are five clients that I could talk to in the next week? Um, maybe take them out for lunch, take them out for a cup of coffee or just hang out with them and, or even just drop into a conversation when you stop by and say, Hey, by the way, you know, what are some of the biggest benefits you're seeing from this? Why did you say yes? What, you know, how is this adding value to your business and start gathering the insights Uh, that you can use. And if, by the way, we've got some sales teams that listen to this, this would be fantastic. And I know you, some of you play the selling from the heart podcast in your sales meetings, which is great. But another great thing to do in your sales meeting would be to begin taking some of this insight and sharing it with each other, the things that you learn from your clients and the the things that you learn from, uh, from content. So uh, once again, thanks to everybody keep being genuine, keep being real, keep doing the hard work, bring some insight, and most of all, sell from the heart.